I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, how good's footy? You know what? It's good. So, Sean, regardless of the week we've had, we have had footy every single day. And last week we came out of the... It's it's happening tonight. It's happening right now. And unfortunately, we can't cover that right now because this episode will already age badly. We don't need to put another marker on that. But yeah, last week we had a roast trinity, but we're also in just absolute filthy attitudes. And that's not what this show is about. Like, it was cunt this, I'm going to kill Eddie Maguire that, uh, and maybe maybe that's not what the show's about. Maybe we just need to remind ourselves just how good footy is. So, how about a positive episode this week, boys? Let's let's do it. I reckon in this in these trying times, you know, we're, yep. all, we're all in Melbourne. Uh, anyone yep. reading the news know that that's not a great place to be at the no, moment. No, it's, it's still... <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... So, I'll look for any positive I can. My glass is... Always half full, but I tell you what, it's not always good stuff in there. <laughs> nah, it's yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, and I'm trying, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying new and different ways to make the taste of half a glass of piss sound good. <laughs> <laughs> At least the glass is half full, Tom. That's it. This so, glass is mine. I own the glass outright. <laughs> I'm not loaning it off anybody. That's, that's nice. good to know. And you know what? Good. It's hydrated piss, so I'm healthy. So that's another good yeah. one. Um, so, so this is where Tom goes. I ran out of dishwashing liquid six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's just jump straight into the games that have happened. So like we explained last week, uh, we're just so round nine will be unaffected. So that's uh, Wednesday to Sunday's games. They'll all be covered, but we are going to miss the first two games of round ten because they are happening in between us recording this episode and you guys hearing it. But we'll cover that the following week. It'll be fucking Football Bonanza. A festival of football, if you will. Fuck Channel 7 for saying that they came up with it when clearly it was Hagrid's Woody. But a positive spin on that is it's just good that that name's out there. 
It is. It's out in the world. Very good. We, you know what? Yeah. We're, we're not those. We're not. We're not. This is a good episode. We are. We are. Yeah. How good's footy? We are a kind, good show. Uh, we believe in just giving people mm. good times. And if Festival of Footy is going to be scooped up by a network and used because we used it first, then you know what? All power to yeah. that. We are the Nikola Tesla to Channel 7's Edison. Yeah, and maybe this is just the first step of how it's footy leaking into the wider world. Maybe the next step will be Gil will wear suits that fit, or the commentary team will get a fucking tailor that knew how to do their job. Joel, that sounded like it was getting a bit negative, bud. You just need to on, skirt your way back, come back to come back to the positives. I'm just thinking about a world that maybe. Right, so He's getting ready to blow. <laughs> no, nah, lids on, lids on. Lids uh, on. So. Wednesday night, and let me tell you, very exciting to have a game of footy on a Wednesday night. Wednesday oh. night, uh, often the shittest night of the week, yeah. but it was all right. Uh, I mean, it's footy look, on. the games this week, uh, another good thing was a lot of the games this week, uh, they realized that they'd given us heart attacks last week, so they made sure that almost every <laughs> win this week was very comfortable, and that started on Wednesday night when Richmond won by 41 points. Uh, I mean, the Tigers look. that people know and love, or know, they're back. Hey, just, you know, in case you wanted a bit of positive, uh, Dustin Martin can still kick him from the pocket from about yeah. 45 out off a step. Yeah, um, yes, They called him a freak. Yes. you were wondering. They called him a freak, and any time yep. they call him a freak, that's good. We love that. <laughs> He's a freak. And McRae for the Doggies, he had 37 touches. That's crazy. Wow, good for him. That's great. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, um, Dustin Martin, three goals, one, 26 touches. Best on ground performance. Maybe Dustin's hey, back. You know what's good? Richmond what? playing really well with lots of missing players. That's good yes. for Richmond. That's great. That's for great good for, for Richmond. Richmond. You'd be bloody happy if you barracked for Richmond. Well, speaking of barracking for Richmond, uh, just before we started recording this episode, it got announced that Sarah Hosking, uh, the AFLW player for Carlton, is now an AFLW player for Richmond. So maybe I barrack for Richmond in AFLW. So maybe this is good for me now. Far out. Hey, maybe it is. Maybe it's because that's the other thing that's going on too is while this festival, in case you didn't have enough footy, the <laughs> official trade and re-signing period for the AFLW has started. Great news because they've also then been given a start date, which feels like the earliest time they've ever been given a start date in the history of the entire competition. Because I remember there have yeah. been years where like Kate McCarthy's jumped on Twitter to be like, we don't know when we can go back to training and it's September. Yeah. Yeah, I think last year it was they only got given like six weeks' notice or something, which is yeah, that's insane. terrible. But what's now, the start date? Yeah. It's good. Uh, Sometime I, in Feb. I knew is you it? would ask that, Sean. It's about ninety yeah. something days away. I think it's the second week in Feb or the first week in Feb. Yeah, that is alarming. That February is ninety days away. Uh, yeah, and Christmas is in twenty inc- weeks, boys. Incredibly incorrect. That's that not right, Tom. That. <laughs> Tom, it's the first week of August currently. Hmm. Hey, but Tom, Hang on, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go onto the Tom, actual. Good on you. Good on you for having a crack at it. Though. Yeah, you've you've had a guess. <laughs> you've taken you. a huge stab in the dark, and uh, we respect well done, people mate. that take risks. Okay, all right. I found the article, guys. I found the article. I've, <laughs> what I've done is I've just taken an absolute. I've just swung for the fences. Um, yeah, February one. Missed entirely. February one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's ninety days. Not ninety-seven days at all. <laughs> no, but that's all right. Um, yeah, so Richmond, uh, they look dangerous. If you're a Richmond supporter, it's a good time to be a Richmond supporter. Also, Western Bulldogs, even though this was a pretty big loss, 
Uh, I don't think anyone was beating Richmond on Wednesday night. So no, maybe don't take this to heart. They had a returned resurgent Dustin Martin. Yeah. A Brownlow favourite now. Yeah, he played one good game, so he's probably... Third favourite, apparently, according He'd to be certain sources. very far behind um, Lockie Neal, I would think. Yeah, I, at, at the moment, it's sounding like the, the front runners are Lockie Neal, uh, Daylight, 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 Travis <laughs> Boak, Daylight, 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 Dusty. Lockie mm. Neal has played so well so far and is in such good form that it's it's one of those situations where, like, only him being injured is going to cost him the Brownlow medal. Yeah. <laughs> he would have to get COVID. Which... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Knock on That's what, he's not getting it. He's not getting it, though. He's going to get no, a Brownlow he's instead. Not. This is a positive episode. He's getting a Brownlow. The only illness he'll get is a sore neck from too many medals. Uh, he's going to have a leather, leather poisoning. I don't care if he wins the Brownlow. I care if he wins what? the Norm Smith. Oh. <laughs> Sean, why not yeah. both? Oh. And a third one. Triple. <laughs> oh. Is it too late to win the Coleman? No, he's, he's, only about, done. he's only about 10 goals back. Yeah, but Kennedy's, Kennedy's woken up in the last three weeks and kicked 15 goals in three matches. That's all right. You remember that week when Lockie Neal kicked like one goal six? He's ready. He's pumping. <laughs> he wants everything. Imagine if that was like five five goals two or six goals one. Oh, Seven. He'd be bloody... Fourth in the Coleman right now would be yeah that would be huge. I'd probably be dead. My brain would have exploded. <laughs> Just give him every individual award. <laughs> so on Thursday night, uh, another quite comfortable win. Uh, Port Adelaide showed the uh, showed the AFL media that yeah sure they dropped two games, but they're still a very good tight side. Melbourne, unfortunately, uh, it's still not panning out for them, but that's okay. There's still seven games of the season left. For it to not pan uh, out more. No, Tom, maybe it will. Sorry. We're being Sorry, positive. positive. It's a positive show. Um, so in that case, I can only talk about Port Adelaide. Um, yeah. Well, maybe, big, Tom, big good four goals. Good. Tom, good, good you're forgetting yeah. that maybe at some point in the next seven games, four goals, eight will be a winning score. We just don't know. Hey, Adelaide is still in the comp. Also, on Melbourne, I have something positive. Um, yep. They, in, in the offseason, they re-signed Simon Goodwin. They extended his contract, so he's definitely <laughs> oh, he's not going to get sacked this year. That's a positive. Coach stability. <laughs> That's positive. That's a positive for him. Yep. yep. And for Port, the positives are that uh, they won without basically any tall defenders, well, you know, missing a few key tall defenders, and no uh, Todd Marshall supporting Charlie Dixon. Instead, they had uh, – Jordi Artis, who is playing his third game and, uh, you know, just bagged a lazy three goals, three goals two, two and looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. Oh, if you barrack for Port Adelaide, you'd love to see it. If you barrack for Melbourne, well, that's okay. Things haven't panned out for a while, so this probably wasn't too much of a shock. Actually, boys, if you want the greatest thing that came from this game is um, on the uh, Telstra of the AFL app, there's like a tracker app that shows you like heat maps of play. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we know the history of Port Adelaide and my brother and a certain nickname he gives to a certain player. Mm. Um, he's attributing this heat map to um, Port Adelaide winning. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should just look up the heat map for um, Port Adelaide uh, during the second quarter. It's under the Teams banner on the AFL official app. Um, yep. Because, boys, that heat map, huge penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. It genuinely looks like a cock and balls. It, yeah, it's spot on. <laughs> It's not even like, it's not one of those situations where you have to squint to see it. It's just, 
if you look at that and you see anything else, I'd be shocked. And and really, that second quarter was one of their best quarters. So, mm. I mean, if you live in like Charlie Huge Penis and you're playing like a huge penis and your team positioning on the ground is a huge penis, you're only, you're going to win the flag. Yeah. I just wonder if someone who works for Champion Data also listens to this show and made the the graphic look like that. <laughs> Is now time to announce that my brother works for Champion Data or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so good signs for Port Adelaide. Jacob's probably they look up scary and about. when they're on. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the slingshot footy they were playing where like, like Max Gorn, I think, won the hitouts. Some incredible, stupid statistic. I'm going to look it up now so I get it right. So for, he had 40 hitouts. Mm. Uh, Port Adelaide had 10. And they Jesus. won the clearances and the contested ball and yeah. just destroyed Melbourne. So, Port is scary. Imagine yeah. when they get an actual Ruckman back. Jesus. Ooh. Should uh, trade so- uh, Gorn to Port Adelaide. Now nah, give him give, him, long. give him to one. a team no, that'll actually one. use him. Yeah, he's one. Yeah. We'll take anyways. So, <laughs> Friday night, Hawthorne came from the fucking heavens and just ran over the top of Carlton. Yep. Uh, great um, great news for Clarko. It means that he didn't have to have a crack at anyone. Great news for you, Sean, because we knew that you were next on his list of uh, people he was coming after. Yes, yeah. and also great news for me because I uh, switched my tip over to Hawthorne uh, because yeah. I lost the first two games and I panicked. I was I was freaking out. I think I messaged you guys and said my season is officially over. And then yeah, I've resurrected were- myself like a hero. Yeah, you were uh, you're looking down the barrel of a zero and three start, which is just burying your season. But then Hawthorne turned it on, yeah. Uh, and then the next game happened, and then all of a sudden you were two and two, and that's not too bad. That's yeah, pretty I good. Was on a roll, you're yeah. on a roll, mate. And uh, just on the Hawthorne game, good news story because we're all about good news stories in footy. Mm. Uh, Jarman Impey played his first game back from an ACL, uh, kicked a ripper goal, and was pretty fucking happy about it. Um, oh, he's and you'll have a great to see player. It. He's, he, he, yeah, he very changes happy for the him. dynamic of that whole side too. Just gives mm. them oh. a bit of speed, a bit of extra grunt. Means that Wingard yep. can play on the ball a bit more. It's 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 good to see. Oh, it's two him and Wingard, two export players, just getting together, making shit happen. It's dangerous. I love it. Do you reckon there's a bit of that? You know, they're good to one another because it's like, hey, we 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 were we've been there. We were a port. We've yeah, yeah I think so. And uh, not all bad news for Carlton. Casbolt still kicked three goals. Three goals straight. That's good. Uh, and look, if you're kicking five goals, one in the first quarter, chances are you're going to win. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case because they only kicked a couple, uh, four more goals after that. Um, oh, th- this is good news for Carlton. Um, in the 20 games that Teague has coached, in 13 of them, they've given up a like a 30-point swing. So they've either been up by 30 points and lost or been down by 30 and won in 13 out of 20. Now, that's good news because that's data you can look at and go, well, we see where it's going wrong. They can fix yeah. that. Yeah. Hopefully. And also, uh, they also know that they are if they are 30 points down it's, in it's the last odd. quarter, they could win. They can believe. Mm. They can believe. Also, if um, they're up by 30, they can shit themselves. <laughs> they're, not, they're not safe. <laughs> but it's, it's exciting for Carlton fans because you never know. You're just constantly riding yep. the rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next game, uh, the other game that happened on Friday night, uh, that was Essendon took on Brisbane Lions in another How Goods Footy Cup. And uh, yeah, Essendon, like, uh, Essendon performed better than I feared. They kicked three goals rather than the zero I predicted. Uh, hey, that's we triple did the kick output. three goals, ten. 
Well, three times zero is zero, Tom. So it's not quite triple the output of zero. If I had predicted one, yes, you'd be right. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I would say it's three more goals than I predicted. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the same okay. sentence that I said. I get no, it's the it's, same. It's not. Um, I did the math, Joel. It's exactly the same. So, a bit of good news for Essendon is that Devin Smith was fiery, kicked two goals, two of the three. Um, Got his and- head ripped off. <laughs> Yet almost died. Didn't die, though, so that's pretty good. Uh, uh, and, and Sam Draper. Yes, who... Uh, he was a little quiet in the first half, but by the last quarter, he was trying to take hangers and kick goals from, like, 60 metres out. So he's, he's got the confidence cheeky, I already. like it. Yeah. yeah. He's got he, the Essendon uh, grunt. Uh, he has... An, he's got a terrible head between the haircut and moustache combination. Um, yeah. And also something... It didn't, t- it didn't look... Didn't pan out for us, but uh, seeing Tommy Bellchambers trying to fucking rip the footy out of the sky in our uh, at full forward was good. Joel, I have another one. On the yep. surface, it's not a positive, but yep. I think it will be for next week. Tipper yep. had a bad game. He was yep. pretty ineffective, but that just means he's probably going to explode next week. Well, he was very, very angry all game because of it. He was yep. very frustrated because he couldn't get the ball. Uh, yep. Then he got moved into the center, and then he had a lot of the ball. Um he was some taking it, yeah. it out on some players, uh, maybe a few pushes and shoves, but that's all right. That's just football. <laughs> when you're frustrated, that happens. When your teams kick three goals, ten, and it's the last quarter, and you've touched the ball like three times, that happens. Sometimes uh, you've got to get angry to fire yourself up. Yeah, yeah. and he, he was. Uh, speaking of anger, and this is good news for uh, Brisbane Lions and good news for everyone because th- it didn't actually hit anyone, but uh, in his 200th game, Mitch Robinson... I don't know what he was angry about, but he uh, pulled out the oh, mouth guard and absolutely We, we know what he was it. angry about. Sean, he wanted a goal in his 200th and the umpire robbed him of goal. one. The umpire dogged him completely. <laughs> Mitch Robinson. He actually said that in his post-match interview. I got dogged by the umpire. Mitch Robinson is in the same league as Toby Green in that he can't get a free kick. He gets his head ripped off. 10 times a game, and the umpire's just like, eh, it's Robbo. I don't know. And I think now opposition players, like Essendon would go into the game and go, I think we can beat the shit out of Robbo off the ball. <laughs> or even you know, when the ball's in the close vicinity, just throw an elbow. I think we can get away with this. Rip his head off. And they did. But see, yeah, the he's angry. About, he wanted to kick a goal. The thing about Robbo was, though, here's the thing. So, again, how good's footy? Sean, I'm going to put this to you, and I put this to you in, our, in a message earlier in the game. So this game was good for Brisbane. Celebrating Robbo's 200th, you won. Uh, is there a player as universally adored by so many facets of football media for being a great bloke than Mitch Robinson? Oh, there could be. I mean, I can't really think of one. He's obviously in the media heaps this week. People are getting around him. It's just amazing that Mitch Robinson has played 200 games. Yeah, played 100, 100 for, for Carlton, 100 for Brisbane. Um, it was interesting reading during the week. He hated Carlton when Mick Malthouse came and wanted to leave. And he tried to get himself packaged in the trade that sent Eddie Betts to Adelaide. He wanted to go with Eddie to Adelaide. Dodged a bullet there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Adelaide didn't want him because they thought he was like a full-blown drug addict. Because, I don't know, people people were just talking shit, I think. Yeah. And then Brisbane took a chance on him and oh, he's been the heart and soul of the club for five years. 
I blame it on Mitch Robinson's eyes because he's got really <laughs> dark eyes, uh, and it makes him look like he's literally cooked twenty four seven. I I will say this though, like, so here's the thing: his image is this like crazy wild hard man, and you know, throwing a mouth guard two hundred meters in frustration <laughs> does doesn't help that image. But you know what does help that image, Sean? Is he then had I think two or three cracks to then kick a goal in his two hundredth game, and he dished it off. Oh, he's a he's a ripping. He's just a legend. I love him, and that's and why he's Tom. A good bloke. Where where I thought you were going with the fact that he's a big, he's a hard man, and then you hear him talk after the game, and his his voice is kind of a bit like this. He's got like a really funny voice for a big, strong guy. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Robbo. I know you're listening. Oh, it's great. God, he's a legend. Um, um, yeah, some positives for Brisbane, hey, I guess. Um, Charlie, Charlie kick, Cameron, Charlie kicked four goals. If he had Charlie the ball more goals anywhere in the ground, it looked like he was going to kick a goal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I looked dangerous. He looked bloody dangerous. Although your midfield, yep. the Essendon midfield got beaten and it doesn't help. I think Sam Draper, no, who was playing on? Not Draper. Um, uh, I can't think who was playing on him, Dusha, in the back line, but he was having a rough night. Um, oh, uh, was, Charlie's um, a gun. At first it was Redmond was on Charlie and then they put Redmond, Saad on it. Charlie. Yeah, which was a funny one because... Then Saad just kind of his attacking mindset goes out of his game. It was a weird game for Essendon. Like I expected, like yeah. frenetic pace, and they were just like going really slow down the boundary line. I think you're just missing too many players. Um, Sam Skinner came back in for Brisbane, and he mm. uh, he's done three knees, and I don't think he's played since 2017. Um, yeah. And everyone around the club loves him. It's so good to have him back. He kicked a he kicked a goal. Um, I think he'll hold his place particularly while Mick stays out, suspended, and he was good, and Robbo was good, and footy is good. One other thing, and this is going to sound like a negative at first, but it means that there's room for improvement, and that was, it was maybe some of the worst umpiring I've ever seen in an AFL game, and I don't even mean that from a point of, like, accident lost. We lost by 10 goals. Umpiring was not going to help us. But wow. But that's okay. Next week, they can have another crack and maybe pay some free kicks, or, you know, not pay some free kicks. They were... Oh, Missing some yeah. obvious ones and uh, paying some nothing, just absolute nothing. I'll, I'll say this as a, a Brisbane supporter: maybe the worst umpiring I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it was yeah, shocking. It was like I mean, and as a Brisbane person, I can go look. We're on the wrong end of a couple, but Essendon were on the wrong end <laughs> of some of the most fucked decisions and non-decisions of all time. Shield got his head ripped off, and there's a great <laughs> screenshot of it. The umpire is like watching the whole thing He's right there. There's the a really bad one with head? Andy McGrath. McGrath yep, goes yep. for the ball, and then it's basically I think Jared Lyons goes for the ball, and they sort of both have a hand on the ball. Yeah. And then the umpire goes, yeah, holding the ball, McGrath. You dived in. Yeah, and they're both, they're standing up and he's trying to wrench it out of Lyon's arms. Yeah, they're both trying to rip um, it out. It's like, he's not even being tackled. Jared Lyons doesn't tackle him. He's he's tackling the ball. It's a weird one. It's a real. And that was, um, that one was made a little worse because it was like right in front of goals. (laughs) Yeah, like... I can't remember how many, but off the top of my head, Brisbane would have kicked at least three goals from free kicks. And then you yeah. look at the score at the end, which was like 10 goals plus or whatever, and you think, oh, it wouldn't have mattered. But these little tiny, yeah. 100 little things matter in games because Brisbane kick one goal there, they get on a roll. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah it's well, frustrating think, as a fan. Also, I think one thing with it, um, just like, because 
it's not like that these decisions, and it can happen a little bit, like we've discussed on this show before, of like, if the free kicks are wildly one team's way, then in the last couple of quarters, they sort of give some like cheap ones yep. to the other team just to even it out the, a little the, bit. The perfect example is that Geelong-Collingwood game where I think Geelong got six free kicks in the last four minutes and three of them were out of bounds on the full. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like... It's just like, it's hard to, especially because Essendon as a team are so like fiery. You saw it with Tipper and Devin Smith as well. Uh, so like not getting paid free kicks where teammates are in headlocks. I could imagine getting under the Essendon skin pretty easily, which is, yeah. look, hey, that's not on the umpires. That is on Essendon. They need to like focus on the game. But unfortunately, they're just not a team that's like that. They're very hot headed. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll also say this in defence of umpiring. Brave call. AFL is the hardest sport to umpire because the rules are different every five fucking seconds. Oh. It's so quick and open to interpretation, and the AFL just does not help them. So you have Clarko having a whinge, and then Gill kind of reinforces those comments. And the umpires say, you know, Razor was interviewed. He said, oh, we don't take that on board. But you would. You would internally take that on board. You'd have to. And Bruce went off. get stuff wrong. Just leave him alone. Just let him umpire. Everyone should just shut up about the umpires for the rest of the year. Just let him go, and it'll gradually sort itself out. By everyone, I mean the higher level. Basically, just Gil. Can Tom. I can I ask this, Tom? Yes. Is can you think of any other sport in the world that basically has like a a, a rule of the week? You know how there's always just seems to be a different yeah. focus. Oh, this week they're hard on fifteen meter. You know, the 15 meter kicks. Oh, this week it's holding the ball. It's bullshit. Just don't change rules in season. Yeah. Otherwise, you compromise yeah. the whole thing. I don't like it. So, and, and for 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 an organisation that does this big thing where they're like, you know, if you criticise an umpire, you get fined, and they do a great job at lower levels where they will suspend, you know, dads at a junior footy game if they abuse umpires because these they're volunteers. They and here's the other thing too about. Why I'm, you know, wanting to give the umpires a bit of slack because I've I've given them a bit of a rip on the show is you've also got to realise that they're also in the hubs, so you've got these players who are they're talking about oh the players you know they've gone to the hub they've had to re- it's been real struggle the umpires are doing it as well, like they're yep. leaving family to go and umpire and not only is is it pretty full on and it's hard for them and they've got to go and do that they're probably doing more games because there's less of them in certain states and then on top of that they're then getting high-profile coaches and the CEO of the organization they work for questioning their work. Like, yep. just fucking leave them be. Don't give them a rule of the week. Don't try to get them to change their interpretation of holding. Don't try to change the rule on holding the ball in dangerous tackles because someone fucked up somewhere and let Sean Burgoyne off with a slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would just like to say that if... Uh Bruce is commentating a game and he gets so upset at an umpiring decision that he has to put himself on timeout because he's scared of what he's going to say. <laughs> maybe that's a sign you should probably have a look at that. But also maybe it's a sign that, I don't know, maybe umpiring's good. Maybe that makes it more exciting. I don't know. I'm just staying positive, I, boys. I'll tell you what, on positives and on Bruce McAvaney, I listened and watched today to some vintage McAvaney calling of the 2000 Olympics. So obviously with the Olympics being postponed this year, they've been sharing like clips and stuff. So it's Kathy Freeman's 400 meter gold. And I'll tell you what, that's, that's Bruce at his prime 2000 Olympics. 
mm. cheering, commentating, a very, very good commentary, gives you all the information you need. But the excitement in his voice when Kathy hits the front with about 100 to go. Oh, oh Tom. Oh, it's the, I got goosebumps. Kathy's, Kathy's lifting, he says. That's great. It's good. Um, your, it's um, so good. Your, your old man actually tweeted how good's footy, that video today. Oh, did he really? He did, yeah. That's why I gave it a look today. It's bloody great. It's the bit, isn't oh, it's it? Great. They come around onto the straight and he's like, oh, Kathy's got work to do. And then like two seconds later, Kathy's lifting. And he just gets so yes. Oh, it's That's the great. Kathy's lifting. And then just the celebration at the end too, he doesn't lose his mind, but you can just tell he's so happy to have called. And I, I actually have heard him interviewed. And he has said that that's one of his favourite ever calling memories in yeah. his career. And he's called a lot. Yeah. Doesn't Bruce, and this is a weird side note, but doesn't Bruce love calling the horse racing? Uh, Joel, this is a fun fact about Bruce McAvaney. And I, I, I get the minutia wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's something like uh, you can ask him to call any Melbourne, the last 100 metres or 200 metres of any year, any Melbourne Cup, and he will do it. <laughs> he loves yeah, it. I've heard him do it. I've heard him do it on radio. I think he was on SEN with Jared Waitley last year. And Jared had yep. heard that as well and asked him. And Bruce is like, yeah. And Jared just like randomly picked a year and then Bruce did it. And it's yeah, fucking freaking. hell. What yeah. an incredible party trick. That is that is quite possibly. And you know what? Like maybe this is his last year. So let's let's enjoy what we've got of him. And just if you ever if you look, if you're not enjoying his commentary right now, because it's not as it's just not as good as it used to be. He doesn't have Dennis to bounce off. He has to bounce off some Rank amateurs, frankly, in that coaching, in that commentary box. Just go back to the 2000 Olympics and just just have a listen to anything he's calling in that. Oh, and also, Tom, that just reminded me. When Bruce retires, they'll probably cut to him at games just as a like as a spectator. Imagine his halftime insight when he's not on the commentary team. <laughs> oh, seeing him in his like civvies, that'd be good. Do you reckon him and Dennis <laughs> are going to go to the footy together? Because the Absolutely. idea of that happening oh. makes me want to cry a bit. Like, I reckon they. I'm almost out. tearing up. At the thought of Bruce and Dennis just <laughs> oh watching footy together, just two old mates. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, this will steady the ship a little bit. Uh hey, Saturday, North Melbourne. They came out absolutely firing and uh put to bed Adelaide. Unfortunately, due to the positive nature of this week's episode, we can't actually mention anything about this game. Uh North Melbourne no, keeps very straight. We can we can mention a few things about this game because honestly, boys, this has to be probably the most how goods footy moment of the entire weekend, which is Magic Doors. Uh, oh, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, my mistake. I forgot about um, that. Hasn't played since late in 2017. Had the awful uh, accident that happened last year, where you know don't have to go into it, um, and has come back and playing AFL football, kicked a huge goal. Everyone got around him. And I tell you what, you don't have a heart if you don't feel something for that as a story in a microcosm. It's just a beautiful moment of football. And, uh, you know, Dermot Brereton talking about it in the lead-up to the game was... Changed his life, basically. I reckon Dermot Brereton's still thinking about it. It's it's beautiful. It's really good. And it's a reminder that... Footy is a sport that we get angry about and we, we talk and we joke about all the dumb shit in it, but there is more to footy than footy and this is this is one of those lovely little moments. There was a great video of him, uh, of, of his son watching the goal on the TV. Did oh. you watch that one as well? Yeah, I've I seen did. that. Uh, his son's name is Hendrix too. Yeah. Oh, that's great. With, with great an X? Name. 
Yeah, I think so. Ah, oh, love that. Hendrix Door. Oh, I wish that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> Kano Hendrix. <laughs> Kano Hendrix. <laughs> nah, and he and he looked good. He looked good. He looked sharp and he again kicked a ripping goal and the emotion from Reese Shaw in the box fucking loved it. <laughs> they said it's the first time he smiled in six weeks. <laughs> it was a big it was a big smile on a big head and we loved yeah, it. That's, <laughs> that's good. Full of big ideas. North Melbourne <laughs> kicks the biggest go- uh, biggest score of the season now. 119 yeah. points. Uh 19 goals five. And I would murder a man for that kind of accuracy. Whew. Me too. Oh mate. <laughs> and considering up until to like to three quarter time they were twelve two. Do we know mm. how many rushed there were? Is there a way for me to let me just have a look? Yeah, so that's can... on the on the AFL app. It says that. Yeah, I've got it up here. Give me a second. I'm just going to go and look it up, and I'll tell you how many rushed they had. So they kicked fifteen five, two rushed. So they only and one hit the post. So they really Oof. only kicked two behinds. That's pretty incredible. Amazing. I don't think there's anyone else in that game worth talking about. Well done, North Melbourne. Probably not. Looking good. St Kilda. They also kicked a lot of goals. Top three. Yeah, fucking hell. I had him in my top eight. I'm I'm pumped about this. Um, I had him in my top eight as well, and you both mocked me for it. I didn't mock you. I've got him in my top eight. I'm pretty sure at the time, after last year's grand final, when I was 150 beers in and I said St. Kilda, <laughs> I got laughed at. Oh, that's, I mean, that, that might have been the emotion of grand final day. When I sat down earlier in the year, before the season, St. Kilda were in my top eight. They might have been eighth, maybe seventh. Tom, you could have said anything to me on Grand Final Day at that point in time, and I would have found it very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, St. Kilda, dangerous. Uh, fucking hell. Um, also, great news for footy. Uh, Tom Papley only kicked one goal. One goal, two. Yep. Uh, so hopefully he now is in a bit of a cold streak, because that would be good for footy. Uh, so some positives there. Yep. Uh, yeah. You just don't like him, because you know that he would fit perfectly at Essendon. Tom, why would I not like a player if I thought that I wanted them on my team? Yeah, he'd fit, though. That's the thing. You're in denial. You'll come around. You'll come around. He's going to go play for Carlton and Essendon. Someone will throw an elbow and I'll be like, oh, that's not very good for the game. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Saturday night. This is the game of the round. Yes. Especially if you're a West Coast Eagles supporter, Tom. But even just from a like a spectacle perspective, nine points, like fast, contested, finals-like kind of game where there'd been mm. a few blowouts throughout the weekend. Mm. Um, look, a couple of things come out of this game. Obviously, Geelong lost by nine points. Um, it hurt in the moment, but the more I've sort of thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? We were in front. We had a real crack. We could have still won it with two minutes to go to be... Only nine points against West Coast when most people thought we'd be nine goals down mm. um, with no Ruckman and no Joel Selwood, no Gary Ablett. I'm pretty happy with that. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of young guys have had a chance over the last few weeks. Brad Close continues to be really good. He delivered some beautiful, uh, like, lovely passes to the forward 50. Charlie Constable had an awesome game until he knocked himself out. Cam Guthrie took mark of the year and then played on and got tackled. So, look, (laughs) there are silver linings everywhere, um, and I'm buoyed by how we played against West Coast. We didn't kind of roll over. They just got the better of us. And I think, honestly, what really helped them was 
There was a the crowd. crowd there. And yeah. I'll tell you what, watching both this game and the Freo game, hearing a crowd cheer their side to a win feels right. It was big. It was good for footy. It was very it's big. big. Um, and I just want to say, Nick Nat, nicest man in football. Oh, confirmed. He won, won the TV <laughs> and then was going to give it away. Then they told him how big then- it was and he was like, fuck, maybe I'll keep it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely gave it away. Yeah, that's good. Um, good on him. Geez, he's in he's in great form, Nick Nat. I think he I would reckon, be the all Australian ruckman at the moment. I think so. I mean, he's not having it's the things he does that no other like Chris Scott, I think, summed this game up perfectly when he said in his press conference, the problem when you play West Coast is when you kick a goal, the ball goes back to the middle. <laughs> so you get you get a goal, you get in front, you go back, and Nick Nat's there again. And yep. watching him that I think the best set play I've seen we saw in this game was the set play where Nick Nat rucked to Josh Kennedy. Yes. And they asked Adam Simpson about it after the game, and he said, that's not something we train. That's just something they decided to do as a team on the on the ground in the moment. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott. Uh, Adam Scott. Yeah. Famous actor Adam Scott. That's definitely who I meant. <laughs> you just fused both coaches, coaches yeah. together, and I love it. <laughs> Powerful. Can't, can't wait to play for the West Coast Geelong Cats. <laughs> uh, Adam Simpson, in fact, said that um, he actively says for forwards to stay out of the uh, center tap. But Josh Kennedy had a- look when you're kicking four goals in this game and seven goals last week, you kind of get a free pass to ignore the coach. I reckon. Oh, I'd actually talk about because this reminded me of the other big thing about this. So he played so well, and then he tricked Harry Taylor into thinking he was going to go to a contest and then just burnt the milkman. <laughs> yeah. um, but the most important thing about this game, the probably probably stats are irrelevant. The win is irrelevant. The milkman's got a new do. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it that. I think the milkman oh. needs to get back in the fridge. Oh, what is cool that? <laughs> just died. He's bleached his hair during the week. He looks like um, Daniel Craig and Logan Lucky. Oh, they, <laughs> they were talking about it on Bounce, and Cam Mooney said that Taylor's always been grey, so dyeing his hair blonde just makes it look white. <laughs> it's look, it's an ambitious, uh, it's an ambitious haircut, and I'm also the other thing I I love is with sort of a few things structurally we've had to play within our team. Uh, Zach too, he's played in the forward line the last two weeks. I think he's kicked four goals in two weeks and looks like he's having a ball. I love it. Yeah. You know, there's positives. If you're a West Coast fan, be very happy because, um, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, next game, Sunday, uh, Giants took on the Suns. Uh, Toby Green's done a hamstring, but the good news is that uh, the Giants won a game without Toby. Don't need him. And won, won comfortably. So, uh, that's good. Pro- probably still uh, need him. Uh, I hope that he rests up. Uh, another great... More great news, uh, great footy news, news that is great for the game is that uh, GWS are playing Essendon this week, which means that Essendon won't have to match up to Toby Green, which is good because um, as we saw against Brisbane, they don't have anyone that was capable of doing that at the moment. That's fine. Yep. Uh, old mate Tobe, he's taken one for the team. He's been like, nah, it's all right. Uh, see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Taranto is playing well. That's good. Since he's come back in, they've been a lot better, I reckon. Yeah, because I reckon he takes the pressure off Cornelio big time. Heaps, heaps. And even and what it also does then, if Cornelio then gets is getting tagged or moves forward or tries to play a bit of a different role, 
You've then got Taranto and Hopper. Again, it just complements that team really well. You have Taranto and Hopper around the ball with Ward sort of helping out. You then get Cornelio, who's good on the ball, but he's actually so good on the burst. So yep. Kelly and Cornelio and Whitfield can just run right. And, um, geez, Josh Kelly's good. Like, oh, yeah. He's, he, he's just he's not in any conversations for Brownlows because I don't think he's going to do that kind of thing. But he's just like he's a Rolls Royce. Absolutely. They've just got so many good players. Mm. And hopefully, you know, that Toby can get back and, uh, you know, yeah. karate kick some people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Suns have St. Kilda this week, so that'll be a real test for them. But they're up oh. and down. Who knows what'll happen? Boys, Battle of the Brothers. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a king off. Fuck, that'll be juicy. That is very juicy. So what I want from both St. Kilda, from Brett Ram and from uh, Stuart Hugh <laughs> is to leave every other forward and so basically get everyone out of the 50 mm-hmm. and only have one forward and one defender in each 50 and yep. just which king can kick the most goals. Yeah. A king off. Yeah. The ki- who would hope- be the king king? <laughs> I hope they um they should do a Game of Thrones inspired um, thing this week and call it the Clash of Kings. Ooh. Oh, they will. Don't you worry. Hmm. Is Dwayno commentating this one? He'll be all over it. Nah, mate, he's already <laughs> frothing. <laughs> he's been he saw this in the fixture and he's been practicing. He's <laughs> backed up all year. He's ready for this. Last game of the round. And maybe the most positive news of all. And that is that Fremantle defeated Collingwood. Whew! After being g- goalless in the first quarter. Mm. Oh. And after and getting absolutely it. smacked by Geelong last week, where it looked like they weren't going to be able to beat a team this century. Yeah, and uh, also Frio kicked incredibly straight. Ten goals, one. Yeah. Massive. Oh, Joel, we dream of it. We bloody oh. dream. That's so <laughs> good. I reckon if if Essendon kicked, like, ten goals, four, I wouldn't be able to sleep because of how excited I was that night. It wouldn't be. I'd be <laughs> off the chain. I just want above, just above 50%. Oh, oh. Midway through the third quarter, Geelong had kicked, I think, eight or nine straight, and I was feeling pretty happy, and, you know, then the wheels fell off a bit. But um, 10-1 from a, a side that against Geelong, I think, didn't kick a goal until late in the second quarter and then almost registered their lowest score in their history to mm. come out against premiership favourites Collingwood and overcome them, mm. hold off a comeback, and... Uh, Power on to win. And the fact that it wasn't like Fife, I thought was good, but he, he was quiet in patches. So it wasn't just him. Fife. I don't think Fife's 100%. I think he's still sort of coming back from the hamstring. And the fact that they did it without Michael Walters is enormous. Yeah. Tabata kicked four. Fucking hell. Yep. Caleb Sarong, who got the rising star last week for playing, for shutting Dangerfield out and kicking a goal, uh, just had a lazy 24 to the point where Fife was like, it's actually good for me because I'm getting a bit sore that I don't have to do what those guys are doing anymore around the ball. <laughs> but you've got Sarong, you've got Brayshaw, you've got... Um, Chera. Chera, Buley, these young guys that they can throw up around that ball. That, uh, Crowden, Croydon, the number, 20, number 12. Mm-hmm. Lockie Schultz they can put on the ball. There's some good... Young things coming through Frio, and uh, now that garlic breath is out of there, it smells nicer. Yep. Mm. Boys. Ciao. We've spent the last 40 minutes being positive, but unfortunately, yep. this week there was some bad news and some frustrating news and some things yes. that don't fit the positive vibe of this show. So, 
for the next seven minutes, I'd like to propose a cunt break where we talk all things <laughs> negative and just jam it into that seven minutes. Uh, we can get all the cunts out we want. That's an airing you- of the cunts. <laughs> Would you like me to start the timer, Joel? Oh, I've got a timer right in front of me, Tom. I came prepared. Uh, oh. I'll tell you what. Uh, so, a bit of, bit of a language warning for the next seven minutes, I reckon. I've already said Commence cunt like cunt six break. times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, cunt break starts now. Eddie McGuire, you piece of shit. <laughs> what a cunt. Anyone for a game of tennis, boys? <laughs> oh. <laughs> So for anyone who missed how's it, this, how's this? How's this, guys, guys, guys? Right? This is this is actually how dumb Nathan Buckley, Eddie Maguire, and the entire Collingwood coaching group are. Right? At the moment, Nick Kyrgios, who is the bad boy of Australian tennis, yep. is not playing tennis because it is too dangerous. And these fuckheads are like, yeah, let's go play tennis. <laughs> They are more irresponsible than a man who, while he was at Wimbledon, played Pokemon Go instead of going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, Eddie Maguire, the only positive I can get out of this, and it's so good, is twice now in this this season, Eddie has come out swinging at some fucking guy, anyone for fucking breaking the strict COVID rules, only to immediately find out that a Collingwood player has done exactly the same thing, and then he's just like, oh, no, that's way too harsh. He got questioned no, no, no. about He got misconstrued. He got oh. misconstrued, guys. It's really hard. Sorry that we how? <laughs> Sorry that we quoted you exactly what you said, Eddie. And he's just like, oh, you typical. Stupid, red-faced cunt. <laughs> he can't do both jobs anymore. I'm sorry, but he no. just cannot. He's he he's too involved today. in his own club. He literally <laughs> said that, like, he has a responsibility in the media and has a responsibility as a president. And obviously, as a president, he's like open to things that the media aren't. Then clearly, it's a fucking problem, Ed. Fuck you. That's not an excuse. Yeah. That's like being he like, actually- oh man, I'm. Look, I cheated on my wife, but you got to understand how hard it is for me because I've had two wives this whole time. Do you know how hard it is to have one happy wife? I had two happy wives. Don't feel bad for, that I cheated on you. Just feel bad for me, the man with two wives. Fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> he actually said, like, uh, he was saying, oh, because of the role I have, you know, I'm having meetings with Gil. I'm having meetings here. I know things that you don't know. Cut! We know you're having meetings with Gil because you're fucking getting big kisses from him with the fucking... <laughs> Ah, I'm sick of it. He should. He, he can't. He, be in he the can't. Media. He no. He either needs to be in the media or out of Collingwood. He, Frankly, well, he should, should be out of both. I mean, yeah, I'd love him out of both. He probably needs to pick the media and get out of Collingwood. He's he, oh, he's he destroying the, the club. Nah, get him and, out of the media. And, and he's you, you he's get him it. out of the media too, though. Like, there's there's nothing. There's no there's no point that Eddie has made in the last five years that has been worthwhile. He's not a great caller of the match. This is my big gripe too, because it sort of backs onto this. He's listening. I watched the West Coast Geelong game on mute because I was on a Zoom footy watch, right? So I wasn't watching it solo. So I had the footy on mute. Fuck, it was good. Fuck, it was good. (laughs) I didn't have to listen to people not knowing what the fuck was happening. I could just sort of see the play. I could work it out for myself. I didn't have to listen to someone criticize a player because I actually know they've had nine touches. I just didn't see them. It was so nice. The commentary throughout this weekend was so bad, and they just need to just gut the whole thing and start again. And Eddie Maguire needs to quit both jobs because he's just a fucking idiot at this point. He hurts Collingwood. Like, Buckley is a moron and absolutely fucking shouldn't have done what he did. After... 
like for for okay, you have some incidents of like family members staying in hubs making mistakes. All right, yeah, okay, don't. But all right, but the senior coach fucking up. That's oh my god, dumb cunt. Fuck. Hey, who was the Adelaide coach early in the season who was in charge of? Eight players training together, and what happened was sixteen. Was it? You mean who was uh, suspended for eight weeks and fined a shitload? That I one? think it was six weeks. But yeah, who was it? Was it uh, Ben? I can't think who it is now. And uh, it's um, it was um, former. He's a former player. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, Adelaide Adelaide assistant coach got six weeks or eight weeks and got fined. Yep. Buckley just gets fined. Yeah. Twenty five. Well, half of twenty five thousand because he and Sanderson will split it. I guess. Like, yep. what the fuck? <laughs> he shouldn't have coached on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, people came out and said that. I, I kind of agree because he was isolating. Like, he wasn't even – for 24 hours before the game, he couldn't even really talk Like, talk to the players. It's just dumb. Like, the AFL – like, <laughs> what we've had so far, so we've had five clubs in the last week that have kind of breached the regulations, but it's mm-hmm. been like a combination of a player's wife um, – players, grandparents, just like little innocuous things. This is the senior coach of the most fucked club in the league, probably. Like, how many scandals do Collingwood have to have in one year? Yeah. They're, yeah. A, sh- they're, they're a shambles. If I barracked for them, I I would... would start- oh. Hey, look. Great segue, Sean. Because if you barrack for them, you probably wouldn't anymore. And I get that. And what better way to end our cunt break than with maybe the biggest cunt move of all, the traitorous cunt move. <laughs> this is an email we got. Fucking everyone, hold on to your fucking seats, because this is fucked. All right. This email is coming red hot from Kados. Subject. Oh. Fuck Collingwood. Oh, the weapon. Uh, yeah, Kados, the fucking weapon, opens his email with, what the fuck is Collingwood? What the fuck is Collingwood? I'm joining in on the war on Collingwood. Nothing but weak. All we do is handball to players under pressure. How can we have such a dominant Ruckman like Grundy and week after week get smashed in clearances? Can't expect to win games if you can't get a fucking kick. From a very angry and ashamed Kados. Now, Sean, I believe you have an insight into this email. Well, that email popped up on my phone while this game was still happening. I think there was about four minutes left when that email reached us, boys. And at that point in the game, about 30 seconds later, Sidebottom kicked a goal to put him like within a goal of winning the game with like four minutes to go. That is a very red-hot, keen email to send. They could have easily... In the last four minutes, they could have kicked a few goals and won the game. Like easily. the end of the third quarter. They kicked four that's, in that's like insane. five minutes. That's Freer insane. retiring too. Kados. You fucking TC. And, uh, <laughs> Big TC. Huge TC. And that, uh, we've got 10 seconds left of our cunt break. So Can I do one more thing? Quick, you got 10 Fuck seconds. the AFL. The fact that you sacked Mitch, sacked Mitch Cleary was absolutely fucking bullshit. He's just doing your job. Gil, you should resign. Yeah, you hypocritical cunt. Oh, got that in just on the buzzer. Hey! <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's do our tips for, uh, I guess, next week. Um. So we've obviously put in our right tips now. before we're recording. So there is a game that's currently happening. Uh, I tipped Port Adelaide. It's Port Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs. I tipped Port Adelaide. I Port also Adelaide. tipped Port Adelaide. Uh, Western Bulldogs are currently winning. By how much? Yeah. Uh, seven points. Oh, by kick. Yeah. 
Chump change. Oh, that's why my phone is going red hot because there's a few messages from Jacob. Yeah, they're all pretty, uh, well. Positive? They're pretty angry. (laughs) There's no need for that in this show. No. (laughs) No. He missed the the chance. Uh, Then we have Tuesday. uh, Oh, Tuesday night. We have Richmond take on Brisbane. Two teams looking red hot. That is a good, good, juicy encounter. Brisbane will win. Yeah, I reckon Brisbane Brisbane as well. They were looking better at that ground than I think Richmond are. Uh, we haven't beaten Richmond in the previous 14 games. The well, last time we beat Richmond was Michael Voss's first year as coach of Brisbane, 2009. Sean. Wow. Nice Streaks are made to be broken. Damn straight they are. Fagan brought... Hey. Just quickly, Fagan had a great point where he was kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's 14 games, but like, you know, most of this team, like almost no one in this team has been around that long, except for maybe Daniel Rich. So he's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The current team we have have really only lost to Richard maybe two or three times. Yeah, they don't even Whatever. give a fuck. Don't they wouldn't even be thinking about Bring it. Bring them on. Yeah. Bring them on. Go Lions. Then we have Geelong take on North Melbourne. Geelong. Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, Geelong, yeah. Interesting to note, uh, I think we might have a Ruckman this week. but Hey, that's good news. Don't hold me to that just yet. Uh, Adelaide Very take on Melbourne. News. Boys. Melbourne. Which one of these teams needs to win more? Melbourne. Wow. Melbourne don't have Max Gorn, though, I don't think. Yeah, I've heard Gorn is a maybe an out. That's big. That is pretty big. Boys. It's big, but I'm still tipping Melbourne. First time for everything. Adelaide. Nah, Crows. See, my first time for everything is there's always a first time in 2020 for Melbourne to beat Adelaide. <laughs> uh, then we have Collingwood take on Sydney. Sydney. Oh, yeah, look, you know what? Go Swans. <laughs> Papley to kick zero goals three, but McCartan to kick fucking seven. <laughs> I'm going to tip Collingwood, though. Unfortunately, uh, they'll win. <laughs> I think I've also tipped Collingwood, but I'd love Sydney to win. Uh, then we have Gold Coast take on St. Kilda. Saints for me. Saints. Oh, yeah, I think it's the Saints. Has to be. And then Power Brett Ratten. Last game of the round on a Friday night, which feels fucked. Is <laughs> Essendon take on Giants. Bombers. Easy. Ten goals. Giants. Giants. Now, Joel, mm. I think we might also need to do some tips for the following week. Yes. So you're absolutely right, Tom. The next week's episode is gonna be absolutely <laughs> fucked. We're gonna have to cover like fifteen games of footy. There are also less games this round because I think four teams have a bye. Is that right? That's correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Eagles, Carlton, Frio, and Hawks are not playing this week. And that's because uh, Hawthorne and Carlton have to be in uh, quarantine for another week. Ah, because they've travelled to Perth. Uh, cool. And then on Saturday, we have Port Adelaide take on Richmond. This is a tough one because I think if Richmond beat Brisbane, I'll tip them to beat Port Adelaide. But I think Brisbane will beat Richmond, so I'm going to tip Port Adelaide. Is yeah, it in Port Adelaide? Adelaide. Uh, it yes, is Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide. Brisbane take on Western Bulldogs. Now, if, West, if Western Bulldogs beat... No, I'm tipping Brisbane as well. Uh, then we've got West Coast take on Carlton. West Coast. West Coast. Kennedy to kick 12. Then we've got Melbourne to take on North Melbourne. North. 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 They'll be North. angry after losing in Geelong by a few goals. So, so we're going to have to tip Then Brown whole- will be back and he'll kick 10. We're tipping for this whole yeah. round because uh, the last game's on Wednesday, which is when the next episode will come out. Correct. 
Correct. So these are our tips for rounds 10 and 11. Yeah. Uh, then we have Geelong take on St. Kilda. Geelong? Big. I'm going Geelong. We might have Joel Selwood back by then too. Oh, wait. What am I talking yeah, about? No, I'm tipping St. Kilda. Um, Geelong. Thanks, then Frio take on Hawthorne. Frio. Frio. Hawthorne. And then Adelaide take on Collingwood. Adelaide. Adelaide? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be charged up from their first win. Yeah. <laughs> they Two in a row, Matty Nix will be dizzy. But, but see, here's the thing, right? If Adelaide, if Adelaide still lose to Melbourne, I'm going to tip them in this game against Collingwood because they've got to win one someday. Yeah, if they, if they stand for anything. Uh, then we've got, <laughs> again, last game of the round, Essendon again, uh, taking on G- uh, Gold Coast. Essendon. Two in a row. Essendon. Huge. Yeah, I'm going to go Bombers as well. So far away. Man, but not this really. is wild. I didn't realize we'd have to... Yeah, we're going to have to tip for those two rounds. And then when we record next Monday, we'll basically be talking about two entire rounds of football mm. in which our teams will play twice. Yeah. It's going to be Well, big. no. Not you, Joel. No. Sean and my teams will play twice. I'm going to be dizzy from too much football. And that's a good thing. Man. This is wild. I'm going to be full. I love I'm it. be full from too many roasts. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to get a midweek and a uh, weekend roast now. That's oven, live. oven is not going to know what hit it. <laughs> no. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, hey, Joel. Do we have any more emails? Oh, Tom, we've got so many. Uh, it turns out that we've got a lot of support. Uh, we've got a lot of listeners that are from Perth or support Perth-based teams. So when the Perth teams are firing, especially in close games, so is our inbox. Um, so I'll just start with one from Alyssa. Uh, so she, this is unrelated to what I just said. So that was a terrible transition. But look, mixing things up. Mixed bag episode. Uh, so this is from Alyssa. Hi, footy profs. What footy story would you like to see a full-scale musical about? I'm talking big, fun, over-the-top, but it's also got to have some heart. Picture an entire choreographed dance of a match. It would be the best thing ever. Imagine, it would win all the awards. Please give me a narrative for a musical so I can make this dance a reality. Greetings from 
greetings from the US, fan Tom of the footy. <laughs> oh, Tom, you're good. the musical I like man. That. Um, I do like a good musical. I reckon there's okay. There are two ways you can go with this. You can pick like a great grand final and recreate that as a dance. So like a Sons of the West, Sons of the West, the West Coast Collingwood run from a couple of years ago. Any of the two Sydney West Coast ones, the '09 grand final, um, any of those sort of close ones. Uh, the draw, you know, that'd be interesting. Um, or you could pick possibly the most musical, entertainy, showbiz, Broadway man in football, and that is the one, the only, Kappa the Musical. Kappa the Musical closes opening night. Uh, it's a producer-style musical. Four people rock up. Kappa and three girlfriends. And he loves it. Somehow a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> Everyone who goes to see it ends up in jail. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's actually just a, like, it's supposed to be just like a three minute song about the mark he took, but it's embellished <laughs> that it goes for three hours and ends up being a full scale production. <laughs> Somehow threads his sex tape in there. Ugh. The only thing you can drink at the theatre is his wine. The ushers are all in the tight shorts that he wore back in his day. And mullet wigs, gold, like golden mullet locks. wigs. Oh, it's there it is. There's the story. So next email is from Grace. Subject, footy, all caps. <clears throat> uh, bit of a volume warning on this one. <laughs> Boys, I love footy. I love West Coast. Can you believe how good Nick Nat is? I trust him with my life. I love Josh Kennedy. What a man. <laughs> Tim Kelly revenge tour is going great. I love them. I can't write properly. I'm up in space. Kennedy's goal song is Venga Boss, and it's the only song we're going to be hearing for the rest of the year. They better blast it when he wins the Coleman. <laughs> Hang on. What's what this fuck? goal song stuff? Kennedy has a song that plays when he kicks a goal, and it's Venga Boys. Apparently. It must be that is so good. Um, um, so I just want to very quickly, while I'm here, mm-hmm. just take umbrage at the Tim Kelly Revenge Tour. The end of the game, they were all mates. He was having a great chat with Grian and uh, Cam Guthrie. He's they're good friends. Tom, how was your lip reading? Pretty good. I did hear him say, "Fuck you, I fucking hate you, and you're dirty." <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He's a good boy. <laughs> Fuck the dirty cats. That's what he said. He said, <laughs> "I hey, love Tim Kelly." How good's it to play for a winning side? Oh, you stupid cunts don't know. That's what he said. He got up in all their faces and said, "How good's been home? Not in quarantine." Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say a word that doesn't exist outside of a break we had earlier. Yeah. It's true. You're very rude. I love Tim Kelly. He wouldn't say anything like that. He's a good boy. P.S. Tom, good game, but the window is looking a little closed, don't you think? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. We're missing. That's such, Jesus. That's such a subtle, little, beautiful comment that is ah, 100% just, accurate. And I've Tom, been absolutely clipped on the, Tom, the head with that one. Tom, so another important thing to note with this email is there was actually a reply email to Grace from How Good's Footy that said, Grace, congratulations on the enormous win. We'll read this email on Monday when we record, but for the time being, we're hiding this from Tom for his own safety. JJK looked thirsty for goals and we loved it. Enjoy space. Well earned. Kind regards, Dusha and Carter. Was this uh, agreed upon in a little uh, group chat that I'm not in? <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. What? 
Well, it's not a group chat, Tom. There's only two of us in yeah, there. Yeah, it's just a chat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you were both... No, you were good, because I was hurting at the end of that game, and I respected I respected your decision, and I understand why you did it. In the light of Monday, I can hear that and accept it in the comment it's, you know, spoken in. Mm. Yeah, no, no. Great. Yep. Yep. So, Tom, this is kind of the uh, West Coast pilot hour, and I apologize, because the next email is also from a West Coast supporter. Do you know what I love, though, is I love that I feel like they're going to feel a bit shitty because I took the loss with such good grace in the episode. Mm. So, Yeah. Absolutely, that might Tom. change. I'm sure Continue. that they are hurting now because you took the loss well. Yeah, you know, I might have to go back to those seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's a reason why I'm reading the emails now, because otherwise a couple of our listeners may have made that list. Uh, so this is from Paul, subject to the Mighty West. Hey, footy professors, how bloody good is footy? Tom, I am so glad that my first game in the stadium this year was against your beloved Cats. Made the victory all the more sweeter. I should probably apologize for my disrespectful email after our final game after our finals game last year, but I stand by my words. Dusha, I'm coming for you in the tipping. I'm currently 11th, but hopefully with that extra point I can climb a few more spots this week. Go Eagles. Um yeah, tipping update, I'm still first. So, uh Paul <laughs> <laughs> See you soon, mate, maybe? Dusha, for my sake, don't let him get near you. Hey, Tom, uh, I don't know who's in second place because I don't ever bother looking down. <laughs> <laughs> the That's arrogance, so everyone powerful. come after him. <laughs> Next email is from Charlie. Subject, life as an Eagles fan. Ah, oh, cop this, Tom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just so I many am. Eagles fans in a row. I'm copping it. This one, this one is positive towards Geelong. Lou. This this isn't a trick either. Charlie is sent in a nice email. Dear football enthusiasts, it's me again. I'm back. I don't think I've emailed the show since the 2018 Grand Final, so maybe it just takes a close <laughs> game to get me to send something in. It's been a weird year as an Eagles fan. A pretty shocking new song and a few tough weeks in a hub with boys looking tired, slow, and uninterested. And then the last two weeks happened. The game against Collingwood was phenomenal and was the last thing I expected. Honestly, I kind of thought we'd lose it, not destroy the, in quotation marks, premiership favourites in brackets. Also, fuck off Bruce for calling them that after only beating Geelong and losing some pretty average teams. But hey, no complaints here. That was There was a lot of grammar going on in that sentence. Sidebars, it was all happening. Anyway... Then there's Saturday night. Tom, your boys put up a hell of a fight. What a game. Umpiring was pretty rubbish both ways. The Sheed and Myers holding the ball in particular, plus a fair bit of Kennedy being held, not being called, but that's been happening for years. I'm pretty sure if the boys keep playing games like this and keep putting on heart stoppers, I might be dead by 50. I'm 21 at the moment, so like, here's to another 30 more years of games like that. But anyways, your boys played fantastically, and I think either team deserved to win. Looking forward to seeing the next Eagles and Cats game. Hope you boys have a lot of roasts in the future. Resident Eagles fan, Charlie. P.S. Fuck Collingwood! <laughs> Charlie actually also, I think, tweeted me or sent me a message on Twitter and I think it was immediately after the game, so I don't think I responded to it immediately, but uh, I respect that. And we all know why Charlie wasn't able to email us since 2018. Hard to get a signal in space. Yeah. <laughs> 
finally got reception. There's no 5G uh, in outer space. <laughs> no. Once you're in orbit, phone reception goes, it's fucked. It's no good. I've been up there. I've tried to phone home. It's hard. When were we up there? Was it a long time ago? Hey, uh, probably when we beat Collingwood. Something that neither of you boys have done yet, I believe, this season. Mm. Just checking. No? Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah. Brisbane hasn't had a crack yet. Yeah. Geelong did. How'd that go? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we would have won if a certain player wasn't allowed to play and the umpires had uh, given us some free kicks. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Yeah, he... Uh, well, Mate, I mean, they kicked three goals without a certain player who should be in jail. Well, that Tom, player excuses, should be in excuses jail. Excuses are like windows, mate. They should be shut because it's winter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, he hated it. He hated it so much. Warms the heart. So this email is from Joe. Subject, footy etiquette. Lads, the Gabba... The Gabatoa did not disappoint last night, unless you're a Swan supporter. Or Alistair Lynch, who is clearly so over the boundary life that he was stalking about the place looking ready to deck anyone who got in his way. Hashtag pray for Lynchy. That has been a narrative, just sidebar to the email, that has kind of been a narrative that Fox Footy have been leaning into real hard. It's just Alistair Lynch is so tired of boundary riding. Because he's doing like four games a week at this point. <laughs> Him and Hodgie are going to be the fittest men in football because they're basically covering <laughs> four games a week while everyone else is only doing one. That's good. Get fit. Come out of retirement. Win a premiership. Win a premiership. you're a good bloke again. Again. Yeah. He's already got three, doesn't he? <laughs> He's got three. Hodgie's got four. Fuck. Four-time good blokes for Hodgie. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking hell. Joel Selwood's a three-time good bloke, I just realized. Yeah. yeah. So... Something that did disappoint me about the game, however, was hearing my fellow Saints supporters all too trigger-happy when it came to booing the Swans for literally anything. It really bummed me out. I've never been to a Saints game. I've never been at a Saints game and seen that kind of behavior before. And lads, I did not love it. We were already giving them a spanking. They didn't need to be booed on top of it. When I called out the behavior, I got booed. Footy professors, what's your stance on booing? And what do you do if your fellow supporters are being cunts? Up the Saints, Josie. Yeah, fuck that. How? I like if you're winning by heaps, you don't need to rub like that's just dog shit. Like those Saints fans, I think don't remember that you know last year they sucked, mm. and the year before that, or that you know the, the Ross Lyon years and the 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 years under Alan Richardson are gone. Yeah, I don't really agree with booing when you're winning really comfortably. I mean, booing in general is a bit yuck, but like I can understand when the game's close and there's a bad umpiring decision or something, you'd boo it. But just booing, like, I don't yeah. know. And then turning on your own, don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's no good. Brett Ratton wouldn't like it either. Yeah. If if someone in your supporter base goes, hey, I, I don't think we should be doing that, then I reckon you listen because they're one of you. Mm. I reckon- if a Sydney supporter, and, but even then, if a Sydney supporter was like, Oh, fuck, this feels like shit. Like, you shouldn't make anyone feel like shit. Hey, as we've learned from the football, uh, booing people when they don't like it is really fucking bad for them. Don't do it. Mm. Mm. I reckon you should just fight them, Josie. Throw fists. That's my advice. Embrace the uh, b- the eternal boundary rider, Alistair Lynch, and yeah. send eight haymakers nowhere. Josie, <laughs> Win- you need to ask yourself, Fire him up. what would Robert Harvey do? And whatever you think he would do, do that. I mean, obviously, he's not that good of a bloke because he doesn't have a flag, but if he did, (laughs) he'd be one of the best. I mean, we all know what he would do. He'd do some gut running from the back 50 to the forward 50 and kick a goal. He'd probably go to church. He seems like a good boy. Yeah. Charge up. (laughs) 
Charge up to not win a flag. <laughs> Next email is from Kieran. Dear dabblers in the footy dark arts, this week I found myself longing for the <laughs> AFLW to return so I could remember what it was like to watch a winning Fremantle team. As it turns out, I didn't have to wait until February. The boys did their bit on the war on Collingwood, and I can rest easy knowing they can win, even with a curse hanging over them. They may have the curse hanging over them for quite some time, with Ross Lyons saying he'll be highly unlikely to take on a senior coaching role. Congratulations to Carno and commiserations to Dusha and Tom, particularly Tom, because I hate the Eagles. Regards, Kieran. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Kieran. Next email is from Cameron. Greetings, football professors. What a start to the Festival of Footy. Firstly, Tom, I was really hoping that Geelong would smash the old crosstown rivals. What the fuck happened? Oh, wait, Tim Kelly happened. Secondly, Carno, fuck yes, Lions. I'm glad that your blokes keep putting on a great show and I can't wait for a Lions premiership. Harris Andrews is my hero. And out of all the clubs that Lockie Neal could have gone to, I'm glad he went to Brisbane. Also, Dusha, Essendon will never win a final again. Fair enough. <laughs> A mixed bag there, and I liked it. Just coming in hot. That was uh, a shit sandwich where both pieces of bread were shit, but there was roast in the middle. Oh yeah, delicious. Now, <laughs> now to more important things: the Fremantle Dockers and the war on Collingwood. Obviously, our new coach JLo was at Collingwood for a few years. Thank God he's TC'd back to Fremantle. Now I've got a little conspiracy theory here, gents. I reckon JLo was an inside man to see how they operate, learn the ins and outs. My evidence is how Freo dismantled the. My evidence is how Fremantle dismantled the Pies this Sunday. Luke Ryan is a god. Even with our backline so depleted, missing Alex Pierce, Joel Hamling, and Griffin Logue, our three key defenders, Luke Ryan through thick and thin, has managed to play spectacularly week in, week out. The man deserves the fucking world. Caleb Sarong, in his sixth game, took on the Collingwood midfield time and time again and came out the other side unscathed. This kid is a jet and will win the rising star. Fremantle are a building side, and while we won't make the finals this year, the side we have reminds me of Brisbane a few years ago. Losing games, but better than what the scoreboard says. So boys, don't sleep on the purple haze, because we're coming. Up Freer, fuck the pies, and absolutely fuck Eddie Maguire, the fat bastard. Cheers, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love it. I love it. Footy's good this week, boys. Footy's good this week. Alright, and this is the last email, and uh, this wasn't the most recent email we got sent, but I feel like that... uh, it's just a nice one to end on. Nice, a nice positive email for a nice positive episode. This is from Georgie. Dear footy uncles, war <laughs> on Collingwood. Eat shit, Eddie! Buckley <laughs> breaching COVID restrictions two seconds after Eddie had a go at everyone else for doing the exact same thing. Oh, poetic justice. Less than a day later. Collingwood shit the bed against my beloved Dockers. <laughs> J-Lo's sneaky spy coaching destroys Buckley's game plan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves some ice-cold pies. <laughs> In conclusion, eat shit, Eddie, you cunt! Love, Georgie. <laughs> i tell you what I love. I love uh, that Justin Longmuir is being called J-Lo. That is yeah, the I, best. I hadn't heard J-Lo. That's good. I dig it. it. Yeah, twice, Big in, fan. twice in two emails. Man, it's just good. Yeah. It's just good. And uh, 
If you want to send us an email and let us know the nickname of your coach and which famous pop star they share it with, <laughs> uh, you can email us at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Orchid Tree. I'm at Scaredy Boys, which is another show that Tom and I do about horror films. And I'm at Douche 13. And boys, uh, look out for Essendon next week because we're fucking coming. We 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 don't we don't lose really badly two weeks in a row, even though our side is not de- is completely depleted. That's okay. We play our best footy when we shouldn't. It's good. I'm excited. I'm confident. And I'm excited. Listen to Scaredy Boys. Yeah.